Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. Ladies and gentlemen, today is Wednesday, August 11th. Wednesday, August, boy, the school year is just zooming by. Almost over. <laughs> we're, we're looking Christmas right in the eyeball, aren't we, Mr. Oh, Brown? Oh, my goodness. Is, is, yeah, is it fall good. break? Yeah. Goodness. Well, today we're getting back from, from camp. Yeah. And gee, you did a phenomenal job sharing with the students up there and introducing the the theme. It was it I was really powerful. I appreciate that, Mr. Brown. Yeah. I really do. It's it's an honor to be with uh camp is amazing. Just that Northwest Christian sends their students to camp um, yeah. the first three days of school. Well, that's what we used to do. We had a couple of years where we were going a couple weeks in, but just an amazing time to start our school year. Yeah, and it was so good to to have that normalcy back. So it's uh, good to be back on campus, though. We're excited for for the school year ahead. Today is a is a critical kingdom culture conversation. Now, yeah. one of the things and, and to illustrate this, you know, this morning I was listening to uh, a podcast that uh, was introduced to me actually by our summer reading author, Dr. Yeah. Roger Erdvig. Off the Page Book Club podcast. Yeah, he, he did uh, Beyond Biblical Integration with us on the Off the Page Book Club podcast, but he recommended The World and Everything in It phenomenal podcast. In fact, you should probably hit stop right now on your podcast player. At least maybe in like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And go and go get that podcast. It's phenomenal. But on it, I heard John Stone Street, who is the president of the Colson Center, and he's got his own phenomenal podcast called Breakpoint. And within that, one of the things I heard John Stone Street say that was shocking was that in this last year, Three times as many students uh, passed away tragically from suicide than from COVID. And I think that's one of the things that we really need to get our hands around within a kingdom culture conversation is this idea that there are plenty of risks associated with this pandemic. Uh, One of them uh, is the the risk of infection. But the other piece is just the the loss of community, the loss of connection, fear, fear. Yeah. And and I think that's really impacting students in in more significant ways than we, we realize. So today, I, know for a while. I agree. Yeah, a long time. It'll be a, the effects will be felt for a long time. Absolutely, and and getting around the front of those uh, is going to be a challenge as yeah. well for parents, for teachers, for for all of us. And so, it, it, to help with that, today we've got a very special guest on this yeah, special do. episode. Uh, his name is Jason Ellis. Yeah. And uh, tell us, G, tell us about Jason. Well, if you get an email from Jason. It says Jason Ellis, M A M S L A M F T W F R, certified forest therapy guide. So he's got a lot of letters behind his name. Um, those are pretty new. I just know him as Jay. Um, I've known Jason for 27 years. Um, he was my college basketball coach. We've done youth ministry together for a long time. Yeah. Since 1995, we've been doing ministry together and off and on with students. But he's gone from the from the pastorate, and he he's has. now in in. He's a counselor. He's a counselor. He's at a therapy clinic and uh, working specifically with adolescents. Okay. And, uh, and uh, he's doing some really great work and he has some, some really encouraging things for us in, in this kind of 
different world we're living in this kind of scary world. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. One of the things I heard you say is you read off all those letters, uh, certified forest guide. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he does counseling in the, in the great outdoors. It's, uh, it's something I'll talk to, you'll hear about it a little bit. We'll awesome. talk about it. It's really an amazing kind of cutting edge kind of thing that started in Japan, I believe. And it's kind of making its way over here. So it's, you know, you love the outdoors. I, I do. Love the outdoors. I do. Yeah. And, and there's nothing like being in nature. So that's part of his. That's uh, powerful. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, we're looking forward to a great kingdom culture conversation in a special episode today. Um, I'm looking forward to your conversation with Jason Me Ellis. All right. Good introduction here. I am with Jason Ellis. Um, good to see you, my friend. Yeah, and agreed. I know you can't see us, but we're uh, we're sitting here. We have matching flip-flops. We both have Choco flip-flops on. I love that. And um, uh, we go a long ways back. Um, do you remember? Way back. back. in the day, like 94? B-I-T-D. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, playing a little basketball, and uh, you're my basketball coach. <laughs> and uh, we've done a lot of ministry together. Yep. Um, work with students. You've been working with students for how long? Without a lesson, if you will. Oh, probably, I mean, probably 29, 30, yeah. 31 years, something yeah. like that. I'd have to do some math. Yeah, I don't like the math. You know, I don't have 10 fingers, 10 toes, yeah. but uh, um, we're here today. You're now doing some, you're in therapy. Yep. Uh, you're not only in therapy, you're doing therapy, right? Right. You're, um, right. Um, and uh, that's been a new career change for you. When did you start that? That's been the last year and a half. Yeah. Totally new, left pastoring and direct church ministry, and now get to, to be a licensed therapist. So great. And we talked yeah. a minute ago about all those letters behind your name. I talked yeah. with Mr. Brown, and yeah. the one that intrigued us most was the um, WFR. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I don't even know what that means, but um, uh, but the Certified Forest Therapy Guide. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's really a fun part of what I get to do, which is connecting people to nature. So I... As much as I enjoy talking with people anywhere, anytime, I love getting outside of an office. And so the the concept behind that is let's go engage with water, trees, rocks, whatever, but let's move and find out how slow movement and all five of the senses will bring healing to people. Yeah. So we'll do like maybe a 90 minute walk, but we'll go a quarter mile. Yeah. In 90 minutes, it's not distance, it's right. actually slowness and engagement with sounds and smells. And yeah. uh, what, do, what do you see when you look at one thing for seven minutes? Yeah, well, we've we've been on a lot of hikes together, totally. We've been to yeah. Shabut, the top of Shabut. I don't know how many times we've yeah. been up top there, but we, yeah. I mean, we've been doing this. We, we've known that God works really well mm -hmm. in nature, don't we? Mm -hmm. I mean, you've been going to camp for how long? Yep. As long, yeah, I mean, as long as, gosh, right? Since I was 13. Yeah, exactly. And there's yeah. something about being outside. And you, you mentioned something about uh, an enzyme in a tree. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of, yeah. that was intriguing to me. So the trees give off an NK cell. Um, and when you get near and around trees, just that which the trees give off provide an immune boost. Yeah. Go read about it. Do cactus not perform the same? <laughs> cactus are a little bit trickier. <laughs> or the Palo Verde tree. <laughs> the Palo Verde and the Ponderosa are different. Oh, gosh. But yeah, they probably all give off something as long as you're kind of staring yeah. at it. Well, I love it. And we're, we're yeah. here. We're joking around a little bit. Not here yeah. to talk about trees all day. We're, um, 
Jason and I, you and I, we we've been working with, I've been working with students a long time too, and just mm-hmm. have, it's been such an honor and a privilege and it's harder today, isn't it? To be yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of pressure. I, I just think it's, it's, I, I, I remember when we were kids, like, you know, you, there wasn't that much of a gap between maybe our folks and us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think the gap today is so big. The pressure the kids face that, the, the loneliness, like the la- what the last year and a half did to yeah. push kids towards isolation. Yeah. And I would say those kids, though, say they're well-connected, though, because they have thousand friends on Snapgram. I, I know. I'm just right. kidding. It's Snapchat right. and Instagram. Right. And I know those words, and I'm getting a little the old gram, right here. But the YouTube. The YouTube, yeah. And and again, we joke about that. But they that's a, that's a false sense of community. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because if you also get face to face and eye to eye with them, then you hear that they're more anxious, more discouraged, more feeling like they want to stay in bed all day with the covers up over their, at least to their neck, if not all the way and just by themselves or connecting virtually. Yeah. If they're really, really honest, yeah, they feel like they're connected, but it's not the heart soul connection that is really the longing of who they are. It's, it's fake. I I, I know yeah. it. And I, I know one of the things I've said for a long time is like with Instagram, like a, a, a student will spend an hour and a half making the perfect picture. Right. Right. And then right. she'll put it on there or he'll put it on there and everybody say, you're so perfect. Yeah. And what does that kid know? Right. That's that not. they spent 90 minutes trying to get to that point. And, and, it's not and that's real. not really who they are. It's not who they are. And so who gets the, who gets the, uh, the yeah. you're so perfect is that picture, not mm, who they are. So I, true. it's so deep and so true. sad. And, and, uh, we've also seen kids getting in trouble a lot easier because there's, you could communicate when I was, you know, I, I remember my phone number when I was a kid, you know, I knew about 40 phone numbers. So I'd call people mm-hmm. if I had an issue, but yeah. these kids communicate with so many people at a time. And, yeah. um, you can't dial it in, but what's the what, what's what's the the biggest thing teenagers are are dealing with? Right? I mean, that's a that's a dumb question, maybe, but yeah, you know, um, I mean, there's layers and layers to the word anxiety. Yeah. So there's social anxiety, for example, like I can't be around more than two people, or I can't leave my house, and I get panic attacks. Yeah. Right. I mean, so there's there's um there's just so many layers to that single word that it feels like, Oh, I have anxiety. Well, let's nuance that and let's find out exactly what's underneath it because anxiety is actually good at times, right? Like I wouldn't want to get rid of my anxiety altogether, but I would want to learn to tolerate it, to accept it yeah, because eliminating it is probably a false idea. So if anyone's telling you to eliminate the anxiety, then that's, you know, just not, that's not healthy. That's not healthy. That's not healthy. No. We, no, we saw it. it. We saw it on the world stage. Oh uh, yeah, totally. Uh, uh, just what, in the last week, week ago. Yeah. In the last week ago with yeah. Simone Biles. Yep. And, um, with the twisties. With the twisties. Yeah. And how much of that, I mean, we, we don't know. We're sitting, we're not, this isn't sports radio, but is that the twisties? Is that like, um, man, you got to go deep. You got to yeah. uncover that's, it. Every single person, it's different, right? Yeah. So your anxiety, my anxiety is totally going to be different. It's right. going to present different. It's going to impact us different. It might cause you not to be able to stay for longer than 20 minutes at a social gathering. And it might cause me to only order food to my house because I can't even go out. Yeah. Right. Like it's, 
it's going to show up so different for all of us. So you got to dive in with yeah. the, with every single person. Like, what are the twisties for you? Like, right. what are they about? It's some of these things that I think I look back on my life and there, there wasn't language for some of these things. It was just like, no. what's wrong with me? Right. And I think that's where teenagers, what they, they want to know they're okay. They want right. to know they're going to make it. Right. Um, there is so many statistics. And again, we talked mm. about these. I kind of emailed them to you. Mr. Brown emailed them to me. There's like, I'm, I'm, I can't read them all because it's like it would take me like 40 minutes from the CDC website. Right. But you can go to any right. website and we're, we're in a crisis. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And um, and is, is there hope? Well, I mean, is there? Oh, yeah. 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 But but <laughs> what we've been doing isn't happy. working. Yeah. It's not working. So we have to find new and creative ways to care for our kiddos. Yeah. And yeah, there's hope. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, hopefully, that was a rhetorical question. Because <laughs> I, I, I saw your, I saw your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We have to, we have to care in new, in new ways. And part of that, like what you first asked me, part of that is getting them outside, yeah. right? So they, they feel like they're connected, but that's in a room with the shades drawn and right. one little screen or two screens or three screens sometimes, right? We got to right. get them outside. Let's get them back connected to the beauty of creation yeah. and walk with them and, and listen to them tell their stories and unravel the depth of how they're really feeling and how they're really doing. It's well, just a simple deal. Like you said, walk. Yeah. Like I think before we knew this was a technique, mm-hmm. it's like go for a walk with a kid. And yeah. that's what I mean, we've done that for years. Yeah. Um, you don't have to make eye contact with someone. You're not the you're not sitting in a couch thinking there's something, you know, you're the stereotypical right patient. You're just out right. for a walk with somebody. Right. One of the things uh, I'll say is movement is medicine. Mm. It's one of my little catchphrases that I like. Movement is medicine. I'm pretty sure I got it from yoga with Adrian. But yeah. nonetheless, <laughs> movement is yeah. medicine. You're walking and you're talking. Yeah. And every time I'm out with a client on a trail or a street, even in a neighborhood, more discovery happens when we're moving than when we're sitting still. Yeah. Things are changing more, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you hit it on the on the nature walks. Like when we're flying 90 miles an hour with our hair on fire, yep. we're moving. Right. But we're not seeing much. Right. So that word of slowdown is super important. Yeah. Um, the pace that I think our kids live today is is a little bit too much. Way too much. I mean, is that? Yeah. Can Don't, we just call that out and say oh, that's, a, that's a deal? Yeah. I mean, but that, yeah, then we're talking about really unraveling. Like we're talking about yeah. going back to like fourth grade when that pressure starts, yeah. right? And they start on the treadmill of extracurricular and club sports and academic achievement all that pressure starts back in fourth grade right yeah. maybe around fourth grade i don't yeah. know so we're yeah so this the speed train that they're on we gotta we gotta slow that down somehow yeah. and well, and and we do we we i mean we slow it down when i'd slow it down when i meet with a client and yes we'll do like you and i have done some breathing stuff before right so there's yeah. a lot of beauty in doing intentional breathing yeah. so like the box breathing right like, you know box breathing. I right? semi know box breathing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So box breathing is super simple to explain, even though you can't see me, but I'm forming a box with my fingers in front of me. You do a four count. I didn't know this. Yeah. Okay. You do a four count inhale. Okay. So you go one, two, three, four, and then you hold for four at the top of the box. One, two, three, four, then exhale. Yeah. And then you hold for four. 
Okay. Or three or seven, whatever the number yeah. is. But the cool thing about that one is kids can do that in the middle of a classroom and nobody knows they're doing it. Yeah. So it's intended to lower their anxiety okay. about a test or about a conversation or yeah. about what they're wearing or whatever you can, the Navy SEALs do box breathing before missions. Box wow. breathing is super, kind of focus, retaining helpful. focus, if you mm-hmm. will, or just kind yeah. of getting your, your, yeah. your center back mm-hmm. and yeah. do 15 of them. Like yeah. do, do a few, don't just do two and go, Oh, I hate that. It didn't work. Okay. Like keep going four in four hold four. Do you have to move your out. hand in a box or is it just you, in your hand? Okay. That <laughs> might make a little awkward helpful. in the climb. Yeah. Yeah, that might not that might not be. Yeah. <laughs> you talked about moving and we yeah. and we've talked about this before, but you know, obviously this this episode is about mental health. We've talked about spiritual right. health, we've talked about physical health, we've talked about relational health. Right. But why why is mental health the the last guy on the on the stage? Why is it when Simone Biles pulls out of the Olympics, you automatically have people that despise her mm-hmm. and people think she's a hero. I mean, I it just brought out yeah. the worst of us when that yeah. happened. Yeah. My opinion is that his, it has traditionally brought up so much shame to say, yeah. I'm going to therapy. I have a counselor. Um, and so it doesn't bring up shame to go to the gym six days a week or, or to say, Hey, yeah, I, I take a half hour and pray every day. or I'm in a community group. Like those things are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah. Great, great, great. But to say I'm caring for my mental health by meeting with somebody, uh, every other week brings a sense of shame. We would, I mean, some would say that's soft Mm -hmm. and that's not, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got problems. Oh, you got issues in a world that wants us to look together and act together and yeah. No worries. I'm all good. I'm all good. Yeah. When in fact, taking care of your mental health is beautiful, yeah. right? And we should do it. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're giving me teary, Jason, because I just, uh, the weight of um, what these kids, what we're carrying, I mean, yeah. alone, but what kids are carrying, that there that there still is stigmas attached to caring yeah. for that. Um, right. Again, as as Jeff mentioned in our intro, that the, the suicide rate is off the charts. Mm-hmm. Um, being in the army reserves, um, yeah. uh, the military suicide rate is off the charts. Yeah. Um, and I'm thankful the military's deciding to do something about it. I mean, they really are yeah. um, focusing on mental health, which is great. So what do we do as, as parents? Um, what do we do as, as educators to, to bring this to, to get rid of the, I mean, we can't get rid of the shame. We can try, but, um, how can we make this something that's more accessible and more, um, I don't know the word, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I do. So you have to trust your gut as a parent, as a teacher, as whatever you are in the education world. You have to trust your gut to ask the question of the kids that you're with. Mm. Ask them, hey, would it help to have an objective voice that's not mom, that's not dad, that's not teacher, that's not principal? Yeah. Would that help? That's not coach. Would that help you? Um and, and be willing to ask it and, yeah. and ask it more than once. Cause they might say no the first time. And if your gut is telling you to push a little, then push a little and yeah. ask. Cause we, we all notice things, right? I mean, the things that we're noticing, the warning signs, so to speak, are not different than they were like changing right. friends, changing sleep, changing food, like attitudes. Yeah. Changing yeah. attitude. Like you notice those things, the same that you noticed before it's just now we have to take that next step. Like, Hey, would you like to get some help? Yeah. Do you want to talk with someone about that? 
And then if they say yes, then act on it, then yeah. move on it. Right. Yeah. Like call, call me, email me like, or find a therapist, look up a therapist in your neighborhood or yeah. find a friend who knows one or talk to you. Like yeah. you, you have plenty of connections with fantastic therapists who Absolutely. would, who would connect with kids. Right. Absolutely. Cause so, that, that is hopeful. I mean, yeah. that is hopeful. And, uh, cause right now, as you said though, and, and we were talking before this, uh, episode here, but, um, it feels like y'all are so booked up. Um, but make the appointment, right? Just absolutely. Yeah. Make the appointment call. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell a story? Um, I think so. Okay. I would like that. Yeah. Like okay. Stories. So here's, here's, here's how it normally plays out. Yeah. Right. So a 16, 17 year old comes to see me. Um, and they come because most of them come because they're forced to come, right? They're just in the pit of despair, right? Can't, can't go to school, can't do yeah. their homework, big stress, big pressure. And so they come in and so they sit down with me for a session, mom, dad, or maybe both and the kid. And, and we talk, we establish some trust just like, you know, you and I have done forever with kiddos. Right. Yeah. And, and they say, okay, I'll come back a second time. And I'll come back a third time. And we start to talk at a deeper level and we start to uncover where the pain started. And I'll say to them, Hey, we also have a group that you could do. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe my individual schedule is full, but we also have these groups that we offer mm. and group freaks them out. Right. Sure. Oh my God. There's other people. Yeah. 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 Whoa. yeah. And so I'll say, you know, Hey, that first group, you're going to hate it. And you're going to be sitting there going, oh yeah, he has nice shoes and oh, I like her hair and maybe I could come back a second time. And then by the end of group, <clears throat> almost every time three or four kids want to come back Yeah, because it's the me too factor. I'm not alone in this, right? Yeah. I'm not facing this all by myself. Yeah. Oh, you got that? Oh, your mom says that? Oh, your yeah. friend did that to you? Oh, you're feeling that pressure? And so that's just, I mean, that's a story of the typical cycle of how, of how it plays out. And then, then I might see that kid once a month, yeah. right? We've established some trust. We've, we've done some good work together. We've given some coping skills and they've gone to group. Maybe they've loved it. Maybe they went one time to group, but then we get to see each other and check in once a month, just like yeah. you might do at the gym two or three times a week. You come for your mental health yeah. every three weeks, every month. Yeah. And how, I mean, again, we've been through a lot. We've, you, you've walked through a lot of trauma with students we, yeah. and, and, and as a yeah. pastor and now as a professional counselor, if you will, how do you stay hopeful? How do you, I mean, we, we've heard some kids share some really, really hard things mm -hmm. and it, it just, you can get so angry, but how, how do, how do we as adults, um, especially maybe even counselors maintain your mental health? Mm. That's why we see each other out at the Shabut Trail, yeah. right? Because I know that <clears throat> I have to take care of myself. Yeah. So my routine has to stay the same. I have to sit in my chair in the morning and be quiet and listen to the voice of the spirit. Yeah. I have to, right? You know, like, so today my, my word is listen that yeah. I write on my wrist. I, I have to listen for that word of the day. I have to go for a walk. I yeah. have to sit and be still. I have to eat well. And then I have to say no. Like I personally, like I have to say no. I can't see 40 clients in a week. Like yeah. I have to say no. I have to go home and watch the Olympics. 
with my yeah. kids, right? And and play and laugh and jump in the pool. Yeah. Um, cause that then then I'm available to be with kiddos. Yeah. Um so the the hope for me is knowing that <clears throat> there's still a lot of people out there who need help. Yeah. There's still a lot of kiddos out there who are quiet, who won't say it, who won't speak up, who won't say, Yeah, I want an objective voice. And I want to provide help for them. Yeah. So that's my hope is like, I want to keep finding them. I want to keep knocking on doors. I want to keep being available. I want to keep opening up as much space as I can in my own schedule. Yeah. I want to keep training interns so that we have more great therapists who yeah. can care for kids. I think when we went into student ministry years and years and years ago, we knew we'd never be out of a job. Totally. And uh, totally. the hope would be that we would be out of a job, right? Right. But I don't Eventually. think we ever will because this is a, a tough world we live in. Totally. Um, but we have hope. Um, right. Take time to listen. Take time to be quiet. Take time. Get that help. Make that call. Trust your gut is what I'm hearing. Any last yeah. words for people that are listening today? Yeah. So I would say this to, to end. Um, so my training as a therapist is the family system. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm a licensed associate marriage and family therapist. L A M F T. Right. Yes. That's yeah. You see those letters. Yes. And so I I love this quote from Carl Jung. The greatest burden a child must bear is the unlived life of its parents. Mm. And moms, dads, aunts, uncles you got to seek the help that you need to uncover. Why do you do what you do? Yeah. You know, what, what's setting you off? What's causing you to go in the tank? Yeah. What's your attachment style that will free your kid to say yes, to go get their own help. Yeah. If they're watching mom and dad pursue their own health. Yeah. So that's also what I would encourage. I know we we work with kiddos, right? But we also work with the family. So families pursue that health for you. Yeah, well, we got an episode. I mean, I, I I went through that in the last couple of years with my son mm-hmm. and just seeing myself get help and then watching and then walking him through that. And it's been uh, it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. But so beautiful right now. And yeah. glad we dove into those waters. Yeah. Because um, it is freeing and healing. So thank yeah. you, Jason Ellis. Yeah. Thank um, you. Thank you, Chris. M A M S L A M F T W R C T R. Proud to know you. And yeah. uh, thanks again, Jay. Thanks, my friend. All right. Northwest Christian School has made biblical worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.